Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lost in Possession Football Podcast. Three mates, three different teams, three very different opinions. So today it is Transfer Tuesday. All we're going to talk about is rumours, um, mostly about some of our clubs, who's coming in, who's going out, and more importantly, who we actually want to see our club sign or who we need. Uh, we've got the Bowley era underway at Chelsea, apparently 200 mil budget. City will be looking to win the league, dominate it yet again. And of course, Arsenal will be looking to try and get back into the Champions League spots. So let's kick it off. Reese, we'll start with you. Um, a lot of rumours circulating in the last few weeks with Arsenal and, and who they could sign or maybe will sign. Give us, give us, give us the lowdown so far, who you think you should be signing. Uh, yeah, I mean, Arteta's already started to make waves in the transfer market. He signed uh, Marquinhos from, from Brazil, not, not PSG's Marquinhos. Um, so they signed him, one for the future, apparently. Uh, they've also signed uh, a Vieira, um, again, not Patrick, from from uh, FC Porto, who looks like a decent player and his, you know, his stats add up. So it'd be interesting to see what he can do in the midfield. Other than that, yeah, he seems he seems to be pretty active with the players he he wants. Uh, the main one I think that most people know about is his pursuit of Gabriel Jesus, which I think looks like it's going to be the signing that you know that he definitely wants to get over the line. Whether he will or not remains remains to be seen at this moment in time. Um, but yeah, I think I think if he gets that in, that's that's. I mean, I'd say three good additions, but of course, Marquinhos. I'm not sure what he's really going to do in the seat next season. It'd be two decent signings, and I still think there's more work to be done. Um, in sort of, well, I suppose a variety. It's hard to say a variety of areas of the pitch, but I think just just adding some little bit more depth, so he doesn't have to always rely on young players. And it looks like you've been shopping on Wish so far, as you said. You got if you if you order Vieira off Wish and if you order Marquinhos off Wish, um, do little quick question for Arsenal. Obviously, we've, we've kind of joked about it a bit. You do always seem to crop up um, with these signings of players that no other big clubs are linked with. How do you view that? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Um, I don't think it's a bad thing if it pays off because the whole point of a scouting system is to find players you know that fit your system and fit the way you want to play. Um, Arsenal have a history of being able to do that um, and turning them into success stories. So I don't, I don't think there's a particular issue in that. But sometimes you do need to just bring in a tried and tested method, you know, know exactly what you're getting. But on the other side of that, every signing is a risk. Um, I think it's interesting. Yeah, as I said, I think it'd be nice to be nice sometimes to bring in some other players. Like I think Gabriel Jesus is already an established name, which is nice. But just because you have to buy somebody of a name doesn't mean they're going to turn out any good um, and I think there are a lot of examples of that of Arsenal doing that where it hasn't worked out so sometimes you just got to stick with what you've been good at at least it's not them you're not buying the Chelsea OAPs you know anymore <laughs> that's the sort of problem I think you were having before you're getting players on big wages who were who were past it like I think like David Louise and William come to straight to my mind like they were past it and you brought them in to try and bring up some experience. But with the likes of Jesus, I think I was listening to something on Sky Sports and they were talking about what he's doing at Brazil when he's playing for his country. 
he's been asked by his coach, what position do you want to play? And that's the position you'll play like for me if you're in the starting eleven. And apparently he's actually told him, I want to be a winger. So this is where I feel like it's a bit, what's it going to do to it? What's he going to do at Arsenal? Because Arsenal need that striker. And if he's not going to be that striker, then you're going to have to bring someone else in because I know you've given him the number 14 shirt, but I don't think Enketia is the one <laughs> to really do that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, what do you make of that? If, if he's coming in as a winger, I'm not sure it's like worth the signing, if that makes sense, for Arsenal, because they just need that number nine more. Yeah, I mean, they could rejig the system a little bit. Um and have it bring him into play in different ways, uh, similar to maybe how you could do with Son at Spurs, for example. You can put him centre-forward, put him in the wing. You could probably move Martinelli in a bit more of a central role, <clears throat> if needs be. Um, but I agree with you, Nketiah isn't the answer. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if that's how he's going to... I mean, it is a tough one, because I think he'd be a good signing, but you don't need him on the wing. You need someone to be up front. I've seen that they're linked with other players as well, monitoring the situation just in case um, Gabriel Jesus doesn't come through. I can't remember now off the top of my head who that was. But I think I think someone like um, Bellotti at Torino would be a good addition. Um, he's a free agent now because he's not signing his new deal with Torino. So okay. he would fit that mould probably if he stays fit. Um, I think he's a great player. and I think who else? Um, I think me and you I'm appreciate Bellotti, Reese, due to football manager. I think that's where our love of him comes from, to be perfectly yeah, he, he was a hero <laughs> for me. Football manager. I, I, think work. I think he would work. He, obviously, he's been a bit sort of quiet maybe last couple of years. There was a lot of hype Injuries. two, three yeah. years ago, yeah. Injuries but have done him. In theory, in theory, he could do a job. He does know where the goal is. He is yes, one of yeah. them, and that is what Arsenal, I yeah. think, need. Because they've got quite a good creative bunch of players behind... Obviously, with this um, Vieira coming in, I've seen his stats. He was something like the top most goal created chances in the Portuguese league. Now, obviously, you can go Portuguese league, but you're top of something. <laughs> you're, you're better than sort of other players in that league. And sort of Bruno Fernandes has come from there. You've got many of the City players who have. So it's sort of it's a league that can work. Is there anyone defensively, though, being linked with Arsenal? Because I still feel like you're slightly still going to need that. I know it's not going to be... Yeah. You don't need it as much as you used to usually do in the transfer no. window. But they still probably cover for... Yeah, I mean, they've been linked with Aaron Hickey at left-back uh, from Bologna. Um, because I think I think they're not too sure on Nuno Tavares at the moment. And I think maybe he'll go out on loan somewhere um, just to give him some experience. He'll be a decent addition again if he stays fit. Um, but I think I think they have been linked with the centre back. Um, I can't remember where, but it'd be interesting to see how they bring that centre back in because they've obviously got Ben White, they've got Gabriel, they've got Saliba or Saliba coming back. Um, Is he coming back? Because obviously, yeah, apparently he's already coming back for. He's already been told he's got a report back. Okay. Um, I don't think he's gonna he's gonna stay, and I think Arteta will replace, but. If you don't, you've got three starting centre-backs there. Oh, and holding as well. So you've got four, so you need to get rid of one to bring in another centre-back. Yeah. So it's how you work that. I think we've got a backup goalkeeper now to Ramsdale, although I personally think Ramsdale's still a bit of a loose cannon. Um, 
right back. They've got Bellerin back and they've got Tommy Asu, but I don't think Bellerin will stay. So maybe a replacement there. Could be. I think Bellerin's better than Tommy Asu, though. I like Bellerin. I, he's always got pace. He can attack. He did well. He's a problem better. though in the changing room. That's what I think he does for me. He's he was a leader, and I think he was a good player. But he was better off in the Spanish league. I think it suits him better than what the Premier League did. He is a decent player, but some of his very very poor performances at Arsenal were, when I say poor, very very poor. You know, it wasn't like a guaranteed six a game. It would go from being an eight, and then it would go all the way down to a three. It it just wasn't consistent enough. So you have to sometimes just, you know, call a spade a spade and just, you have to just get rid. And I think that's where Arteta deserves credit. He's not been how Wenger was, very loyal to his players, even though they were clearly below standard. Um, he's made the decisions when he's had to, so I'll give him his full dues. But if we look at the other signings, if we want another striker, maybe Dembele at Lyon, but he went to Atletico and it didn't work. There's a whole range of things I think they could look at. I think it's um, yeah, I think it's an interesting time actually for Arteta, and I think it's actually a big, big season ahead for him in terms of his project. A lot of unfair pressures on him, but he also has to start showing again that he can keep it up again. Okay, and and Jamie, I guess over to you for a, for a moment. Erling in, Sterling out. What's going on? Well, yeah, obviously we've got our main our main focal point was we wanted a striker. We've not had one, well, not had a proper one who, who is an out and out for two seasons now. Bringing in Haaland is sort of the basically. I think if you said at the start of the season, like or start of the summer, it's like we get in Haaland, you sign no one else. Most of us would probably be happy. Now, now it's more times of we've got him. We'll now be a bit greedy and want other players in too. Um, the Sterling situation, though, where he's, you've seen Sky Sports are linking him to Chelsea, it was rumoured before he was before he went off to England to play in the Nations League, he was 50-50 where he, he said he was going to leave or sign a new contract. And he said he'd make his decision when he comes back. From my understanding, he hasn't actually come back. So there hasn't actually been that official Sterling going, I want to be out. To be honest, I've been thinking about it. I'd prefer him to stay and sign a new contract. His form hasn't been great for the past two seasons. If he didn't have that Euros where he was great for England, I think everyone would be like, he's he's probably passed it now and he's had his peak and he sort of probably needs to move on just to, I know, maybe freshen up his sort of career. Um, what I also don't like is selling to Chelsea. I, I've always sort of, when we signed him, he was always the, oh, one day I'd love to play in Spain for Real Madrid or Barcelona. That's fine in my eyes. That sort of, you've gone, you know, I don't mind if you go abroad. I don't care who he goes to abroad, as long as it's just not an English side, really. Or if he sort of has lost it and goes down <laughs> down the league to someone who's not not potentially going to challenge for the title. But if we are going to sell him, I definitely disagree with, um, I think it was Sky Italy saying 35 mil. <laughs> like, absolutely not. I, I think we'd rather just keep... I think they're saying it looks more City. We're going to come out for a 60 million sort of pounds, which would mean we'd make profit on him. 
and that would suit us. Um, we do have cover there, but I think what we'd be missing is that pace that Sterling can bring that the other players don't particularly have. Like Mares, skillful, doesn't have that much pace. Um, so Palmer would be probably coming in. Once again, he looks like a Mares type of player. Um, very, very skillful. Probably has a bit more pace than Mares, but that's probably just due to his age. Grealish, not known really for his pace, even though when he takes on players, he does have a bit. And same with Foden. I think Foden's a bit quicker than people give him credit for, but he's still not someone you'd go, he's my rapid pace winger. So that's the reason why I want to keep him. But yeah, it's more, how do you see him fitting in at Chelsea, Jordan, if he does make the move? Yeah, like it's, it's a bit of a weird one. I, I, you know, it's definitely not our first priority to sign Sterling. But weirdly, that seems to be the rumour that kind of Sky and whoever else are taking on at the minute. Um, I mean, in terms of, you know, I'm not going to say we don't want him because ultimately, you know, to challenge for the title, you need ridiculous depth. I do think we've got a lot of depth already. We've got, you know, Pulisic, Werner, Hudson-Odoi, uh, who else? Ziyech. Uh, Ziyech, you know, there's, you know, Mount could go a little bit wider as well. Like There's, there's so much depth there in, in our attacking options already. But a player as good as Sterling and, and who's accomplished as much as him, I'm never gonna never gonna turn him down by any means. I think the valuation, I, I think for me, the fact he could leave on a free next season, I think paying 60 mil would be a little bit silly. Um obviously there's the you know the fact he's he's you know you'd be selling to a rival. I think that's kind of a tax in itself. The fact he's English, that's another tax. So that would explain a slightly inflated price. Um, but for me. You know, we've we've also been, and obviously we'll get onto Chelsea a bit more, but we've we've been heavily linked with with a free transfer of uh, of Dembele. For me, if you can get Dembele now on a free, and maybe hold fire to get Sterling on a free in a year rather than paying sixty mil now, for me that makes logical business sense. If Dembele doesn't work and you get him on a free, you could then offload him next season and then go for Sterling, and actually probably make a profit in between that. Um, so from 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 both a football and business perspective. Um, I think that would make more sense. Um, obviously, breaking news today as well. Um, Bruce Buck is, is is standing down, which is, you know, probably good news to most Chelsea fans. Um, and also Marina, I'm not going to pronounce the second name, but Marina, who's obviously kind of ran our transfers now for a number of years, she's also stepping down, which is quite a, a big move and, and quite interesting. Um, so Chelsea, if you're watching, obviously feel free to hire me. Um, I'll make a bit of profit and get some good players in. Um, but no, yeah, certainly I'd be happy with. But for me, it has to be less than 50 mil if we're going to pay him up front. I'd rather go Dembele. Um, back to City. Do, is there any other areas you think you need a signing outside of, obviously, you've got the striker? What other areas do you think you need to build in? There was sort of, one's an obvious one with um, Ferdinandinho moving on in sort of this summer. Um, obviously, he he's been fantastic for us. He actually, like, I don't know if many people know, but he actually paid some of the transfer fee to get his move over to City from Shakhtar, and he's been phenomenal for us. And he wants to play a bit more football. We can't guarantee him that, so he wants to move on. And best of luck to him. But that does mean we need a replacement for him. And the one that's looking the most likely is Calvin Phillips. Um, he, To be fair, 
I think this could be a good signing, but also I think it's a bit like what you were saying, Jordan. The price would matter. I know I'm not paying it, for example, but it's sort of we cannot we could be overpaying for someone when if not you can just it could be easy to find someone else now the english tax is always there and it does help with the homegrown um quota in the league but i think it would be a good signing getting phillips in i think he has shown he's got he's got the quality to perform at sort of near enough city's level and then once you get more training in he'll be able to i think be at that level um I think if you get him around, I think it's looking like around 40 to 50 million between that ballpark. I'm I'm seeing 45 as quite a common number that's coming up. And I'm seeing reports that it's very likely to happen. Um, obviously, pinch of salt with these rumours, but sort of sources that I've seen that have done well previously have said the same, have said that. So it's kind of, it could be right. But then again, they could they, their luck could have just run out and they're wrong. Forty um, mil, I mean forty mil. You mentioned there forty mil. I think for Phillips would be a very very good long term signing. Yeah, so this is it. I'd struggle to. I'd, I'd, personally, I cannot see it happening for that cheap all in. As you said, oh. you've got English tax and you've got like top player tax. You know, like with Grealish, you know, it was so inflated because of his worth to Villa. You know, I'd argue Phillips to Leeds is is their future. So I think um, you would end up overpaying significantly if it, if it was to happen. Oh, I think I think you could probably get him for about 40, 50. That's sort he's of what he's not, on, a, he's not an attacker. It's a little bit different. I think Leeds have already proven that they could probably replace him with that money. Well, they've already they've already brought in someone from Bayern, didn't they? Um, I can't remember they've his name. They've a few players. They mainly raided uh, Red Bull Salzburg, didn't they? Sorry, I'm just trying to find this name of who they've brought in from Bayern. Um, is he easy to he... replace Phillips, potentially? Is he a CDM? He, as far as my, my memory goes, yes. Um, I'm going to have to possibly give up on trying to find this. <laughs> is it Mark it, Rocker? Yeah. That's the one, yeah. Mark Rocker. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, he could probably be be that sort of position filler for him, and Leeds might even change their tactics around anyway, because he was more he was integral to um, yeah, also wasn't you know, he? Yeah. style of play. So Jesse Marsh might might not actually need him in this. And I think it'd be a, a bit of a needed cash injection for Leeds because I've heard they're not exactly swimming in cash in comparison to other Premier League clubs right now. So. Whereas sort of like you compared the Grealish sort of transfer, Grealish obviously had a release clause and Villa were, Villa are quite, I think they're a bit cash rich. So they don't actually, they didn't need to sell him for less than that. They were like, that's the price. If he wants to go, he can go kind of thing. Whereas Leeds need the money a bit more. One, he's not, he's obviously not an attacking player. That does bring down your price quite a bit. And uh, to be fair, I think Phillips would be interested in doing it because it's a step up in his career. I know he is a bit of a, he is a Leeds boy, but it's sort of you think of your career as well. 
I think this would benefit him as well as sort of us and that sort of being able to switch around with Rodri and sort of, I think what also would be good for him is he wouldn't have the pressure of needing to perform straight away. Whereas I've said it before, sort of with Pep, people have like a one year learning experience and then that's when they kick on. And I think with Rodri there, it will help Phillips sort of bide in and overall be a good signing. Um, other position is left back. Now I've said, for, I think every City fan said for years, we need a left back. Cancelo has played there this season, but overall he's technically a right back, despite I think his best performances have been left back this season. But when Walker was out through um, being sent off in the Champions League and also being injured, it did show a few holes sometimes in some games. So that's where I feel like the left-back role would be good. And I've seen, obviously, the Brighton... Um, I'm probably going to butcher his name. Cucurella. Cucurella, I think it's yeah. We We've been linked with him as well, weirdly. I saw that and it, that didn't make much sense because at least we'd need a left back, whereas yeah. Chill well, unless they're sort of concerned about his fitness. Yeah, we've got the thing is we've got Emerson as well as a backup. So unless he wants out, I, I, I don't see us going in for Cucurella really. No, and I've I've seen sort of like there's sort of been some reports going Brighton and Brighton want I think fifty or fifty five mil. And City have gone, we're not going up to 50, we might go up to 40. So, it, but there's, yeah, so it's more, what's the second option there? But I feel like if we sign him or a left back, then Zinchenko will leave. Um, obviously, people are saying, oh, we can play in centre mids, which he can, obviously, for Ukraine. But... Unfortunately, he's not good enough to see. Level, I still think he's good enough in the Prem to play in that position. Yeah, just not at the very, very top. Um, but they're the sort of position City would need to look out for. I think as long as we bring in that CDM, is Phillips. If it's someone else, it's a good. It's a very good window for us. Just, yeah. Just on that left back position, would it be a player? That would have to be a starting left back or somebody that you can afford to keep as backup, do you think? I think either works because because of the way we rotate anyway, you feel like you're possibly starting most games anyway. Um it only will come down to the bigger games where um like it's the Champions League semi-final, for example who starts then, do we need a new left back or will Cancelo be fine and Walker on the right? It would it would be an interesting one to sort of see, but if we did bring in um, Couturella, like I think it would be sort of like he would be there to actually fight for his place and try and be the starter. That's what I'm thinking, because I thought a player... There is a good player that I like, um, Hibernian, called Josh Deutsch. He's only about 20, but he is a good, good left-back. And he's somebody I thought you could bring in, use him as a backup yeah. for the first couple of years. But if you're talking about the big juggernaut games, then, yeah, I suppose Cucurella would be much better because he's much more experienced. That's where, yeah, that's sort of where I think 
that's the one I don't know if it's going to happen. I think if we get the CDM, we've got the striker. We've also got Alvarez coming coming in. He's still playing in um, Argentina at the moment. He scored, I think he scored two goals yesterday and two assists. He seems to be banging them in. Obviously, it's going to be a, definitely a big jump from the Argentinian league to Premier League. But he seems someone who's also exciting and young who can come in and be the replacement for Jesus and maybe even Sterling. But I think that's kind of all I'm hearing about City at the moment. I don't think it's going to be any replacement as such if Sterling does leave as well as Jesus. That's what um, I think the Athletic were saying, that City have got no plans of bringing in another winger. No, so Alvarez can play there. If Alvarez can play there, you've got Palmer also coming in. Doyle, like Tommy Doyle if needs be. I think if you yeah. lost both, I think if you lost both, you'd have to maybe get one more player in. But I don't think you will. No, I think they've got Grealish nothing reserved to do It's because you can have Foden and Grealish on the left, then Mares, Palmer on the right, and then Bernardo Silva can play on the right or the left wing as well if needs be. And then you can have De Bruyne and Gundogan in the midfield. So there are ways around it. Um but I think with Sterling, the main one would be the pace is what we'd miss. Yeah. Because we've got we've got technical players all over the pitch, but not all have the same pace as what Sterling does. Um, but we might as well move over to Chelsea then and we're mentioning Sterling as well. So, <laughs> so Jordan, what have you been hearing? Because new new ownership. Yeah. A lot new, of players. <laughs> yeah, new owners, new well, it sounds sounds like new people in, in you know, in, in charge of transfers now. So it's just constant rumours left, right and centre. Um, well, first of all, I think we should touch just quickly on the on the Lukaku scenario uh, situation, shambles, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> based on, obviously, sources, um, it, it does... Social media would suggest, and to, to be quite honest, Sky would suggest that Lukaku wants out um, the way you'd, you'd, you'd read it on some social media sites sounds like he's calling into every day trying to beg for his job back, which I think is obviously over-exaggerated. But I, I want to be clear on this Lukaku situation. I, I, you know, I've, I've supported him, I've, I've backed him up. And I think if these rumours are true, and he's sitting here trying to force a move back to Inter, um, as far as I'm concerned, he, he's dead to me. Um, I think if that's genuine and he is genuinely sitting there calling into trying to get a move back. Um, I think he's an absolute disgrace. Um, I think to come in for a hundred million pounds, yes, that's a lot of pressure, but you've got videos of him as a 16 year old boy. saying he, he it's his dream to play for this club, considering the context of last season, considering the interview he did, he he's, his only response right now, right. To fans and, and however he wants to do it should be, look, I'm sorry. I know my first season back didn't go as planned. I want to fight for my place in this team. I want to make it up to the fans and I want to prove myself in the prep. That's his only option of response that it should be coming out with. Forcing a move back to Inter is absolutely pathetic. Um, and if that is true, which at the minute reports are suggesting, then he's an absolute farce. Um, moving on, moving on slightly from that, um, we've got... We've got Lukaku going out, potentially coming in is... Well, let me just... Having a quick look at my list. Uh, you're on mute. Sorry, I think some connection yeah, yeah. issues there. <laughs> I don't know if it's me, but um, 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know if you heard any of that. Um, I heard the disgrace, heard disgrace mentioned a few times. Yeah, yeah that, that was pretty much it. Yeah, I um, might well mention it since it's relevant. Uh, Fabrizio said about twenty minutes ago that Chelsea are asking for about a ten million plus add-ons for the loan. Inter have submitted about seven million, so it's not far off, but. It's looking more and more likely that he will be leaving Stamford Bridge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll repeat what I just said. He's dead to me if that's true. He's an absolute disgrace. Um, he should... causing, if it, you know, for Chelsea to be willing to let him go for as as seven million pound on a loan, it's obviously a lot of money. But you know, we don't know what's going on in that dressing room. You know, he he could be it could be a bad influence or. He's it got to be, be causing a negative atmosphere. I don't know, but you know, a club wouldn't necessarily respond like that to such a big investment if there wasn't something up. I do yeah. like Lukaku. I do think he's a he's a good player, and I think he he does wear his heart on his sleeve. But I just think that Inter Milan for him was where he probably found a bit of love that he never actually got, and yeah. I think it's probably best for both parties. Yes, yeah. and look, I'm I'm not. I'm not against him. I, you know, I, even when he did the interview, I was still coming out sort of supporting him and saying, oh, you know, it's out of context. So, you know, this isn't a, this isn't like a whole season thing, but the way he's dealt with the situation, forcing him back to Inter is a joke. Um, anyway, moving on from him, let, let's talk about kind of our priorities quickly. For us, it, it's obvious, you know, we've lost Rudiger. Um, Alonso seems to be going um, into the Spanish sunset. Christensen obviously is going as well. Um, so for us, we, we need to get this now down. We need to get these centre-backs sorted ASAP. Um, Jules Kunde looks like the obvious one. Um, but again, for a deal that was done and dusted, you'd kind of... Not, probably unfair with everything going on with our transfers yeah. if, if the people are swapping over. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I'm, I'm giving him a bit of leeway there. But we need Kunde um, signed, sealed and delivered, preferably in the next couple of weeks. Because... For me, that, that takes the pressure off. If we can get him in, you know, him, Silva, Colwell coming back as well. I think with all that coming in, we, we can get away with it. Um, but outside of that, uh, I'm going to butcher his name, Gavardiol um, at Leipzig, we've been rumoured with, good centre-back. Um, Koulibaly at Napoli, um, he, he's getting a little bit older now. But again, I, I still think he'd be a good signing for two to three years probably pay 20 to 30 mil for him. Um, Skriniar, we've been linked with at Inter. Um, He's down PSG though, isn't he? Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not seeing enough on that. Yeah. Um, Kimpembe, we've been linked with. Again, not a strong, not a strong source at this moment, but I wouldn't mind that. Um, I've seen links, obviously, because of the Tuchel connection with the real, not the Arsenal knockoff, but the real Marquinhos. Um I think he's going to stay at PSG, but that would be a good signing. Um, but yeah, for us, we absolutely need to sort the defence situation out. I think on the wings, we've got good, you know, good, good backup. Um, but yeah, if we can get our defence kind of sorted, we'll be fine. Um, I think as well, like I've seen obviously a lot on social media, people are like, oh, why haven't we signed anyone? Obviously, new owners and, and everything going on aside. The way I've got a, the way I'm looking at it, is we've got a lot of players returning or a player who's been out injured who are effectively signings for us. You know, we, we've sung the praises of Conor Gallagher. Conor Gallagher's back with us now. That's a big signing in itself. Although it's not an official signing, it's a signing. He's adding to our squad. He's adding to depth. 
and he's going to fight for a place. You know, we've got uh, Broya, Amanda, Amanda Broja, phenomenal at Southampton. Again, he could come in. If, if Lukaku's going, give the guy a chance. I mean, phenomenal was a bit of an overstatement there. He scored <laughs> six goals. Yeah, all right, fine. I know, it, Southampton, it, it, I know yeah. Southampton are a poor, poor side. He's got potential, don't get me wrong. But, yeah, but yeah, yeah. If, if Lukaku's going to go, I think another replacement should be should be in in the works. You, I don't think they can rely on Brozier just yet. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is I, I wouldn't mind him getting more minutes if we didn't sign anyone. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen, yeah. I've seen glimpses of... It gives me, though, obviously, I'm not going to compare, but it gives me that kind of old-school, like, Costa vibes. Like, he's big, he's strong, actually got a bit of pace. Um, he's not going to start chewing people's shoulders, but I mean, you know, it'll, it'll rattle a few defenders. Um, and obviously, we've got I've talked about Levi Colwell, brilliant for Huddersfield, genuine. You know, ran their defense last season. He could. He's in another addition. Um, who else have we got back? There was another one I'm forgetting about. Got about forty or fifty players. Yeah. <laughs> we got a whole boatload, to be fair. <laughs> but um, Billy Gilmore as well. You know, we saw him. I, I, the Norwich loan. I don't even want to talk about why on earth we loaned him out. I don't know. Didn't work. He fell out with people. Fark didn't, Farker didn't trust him. So don't, don't write off Billy Gilmore. He's another good addition. Um, and also obviously not a signing, but, but Callum Hudson, Adoy was out for months and months. He's back now again, although it's not a signing, obviously it's another player to the squad. It feels like a signing. Um, and sorry, I'm going on a bit here, but there's, there's genuinely so many, um, I think the problem you're having though is quite a lot of the players that you've mentioned, like quite a lot of these loan players are on loan for a reason. They weren't they weren't good enough last season and a lot I wouldn't have say improved massively, like to be in that contention. We don't like obviously we've praised Conor Gallagher this season, but he's not in a position that you need. Sort of the only one that you mentioned yeah, was the guy, um, the one at Huddersfield, Colwell. Yeah, yeah. I think he'll go out on loan though to like Forest or somewhere like that. I don't know how old, yeah, I don't know how old he is. Is he? Does he need another year or so just to properly be? Yeah, properly be ready. Because obviously you can learn by standing with Silver, but it's more: are they ready yet? And it's more standing their back. It, and obviously being the championship to the Premier League is a step up, let alone being at the top of the Premier League. Yeah. On on that, I get what you're saying, but for me, the evidence is already there in place to suggest that it, the, the one loan or one or two season loan works and the championship step up. If they're good enough players, they will step up. You know, we've got, I've said it enough times this year, but we've got Mason Mount. He was at Derby. Derby to Chelsea is a huge step up and he's been one of our best players, the young guy from the academy. Reese James, I'm not going to go on about him. You know, two players there, you know, even Tammy, I know, came through the, you know, had a loan and he's, he smashed it at Roma. You know, all these players that we're looking at, it does work when they're ready. Colwell, you know, Reese James absolutely ran Wigan's team that season. He got the call up and he's delivered. Mount, Derby, similar step up. So for me, I, I'd get Colwell in. Gallagher himself has, has proved already that he's at that level. You know, I've seen his work rate. He, he's honestly going to be, I'm 100% backing him to work his way into the team. But you're right about the position, obviously, in Gallagher. 
Yeah, um, it's, that's what I think is the main problem. I think you said with Chelsea fans sort of saying, why haven't we signed someone? Because three of your defenders have gone, you'd be like, right, Kunde, here's the money, bring him in. Obviously, you've got some some sort of excuse as such with the new ownership, but I don't know how long's the new ownership been going on for now. It's been some months. Yeah. It's kind of, I think certain things should have been in place, possibly. With, I think the, I know the Marine, is it Marina? Yeah. Who's doing it? I know, I saw, I saw she was rumored to leave because she's a part of Abramovich's yeah. people. Um, I don't know about the other person you mentioned. I've not actually heard of him, but yeah, so it's more that's, I think pl- things should have been in place a bit more. I don't know if that's possibly poor planning, possibly sort of like, don't know whether it's actually going to happen, like the takeover. So I understand why Chelsea fans would be frustrated and been like, look, we need to sign. Because if you're looking at City and Liverpool, they're bringing in their big signings. It looks like more signings can be done. Like Liverpool have completed three signings now. Yeah. And from the rumours I've seen, they're done with their transfer window. They've got in, got out, done. City seems to be sort of like getting closer and closer. And they're the teams that you want to be catching up. So when you see them going, bang, done, transfer window, yeah it's concerning for you when you've gone, oh, wait, we've got a massive hole at the back. <laughs> yeah. We need no, but the, the, the Kunde's been linked for ages. Do you know what I mean? The Kunde... That's why it could have been done quicker, though. That's the problem. But, yeah, it's the new owner situation, I think, yeah, as well. I think it's naturally slow stuff down. But um, time will tell. Uh, so I guess that wraps us up nicely. Um, I'm sure throughout the summer there will be a number of new transfer episodes. The the carousel is, is ever rotating. Um, but we've only covered three clubs today. So by all means, let us know in the comments what teams you want us to cover. Let us know on social media. And we are now on TikTok. We're blowing up on TikTok. Um, Jamie, what's the, what's the tag for TikTok? We'll get that added in. It will be just lost in possession. So there you go. I mean, join us. Give us a comment. A few people have already. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Exhausted. So, as always, like, comment, subscribe, and follow us on TikTok. You know the drill. Here we go.